You are listening to the Business RPG Podcast, a show where you can learn from successful nerds and find the tools that you need to grow your nerdy business or project. I'm your host, Sir Isaac, and I would like to extend an open invitation to you to join the community and keep the conversation going. You can do that by following me on Instagram and sending me a DM. Let me know what you are nerdy about and what you are trying to become successful at. Today is part two of our interview with Nico and Lydia of the Pokey Trade Emporium. There was just too much in our interview for me to air all at one point, so I made an executive decision to go ahead and cut it into two episodes. That way I didn't have to leave any of this great interview out. And there was just so much great educational and rewarding content in that interview that I decided we need to celebrate. So we are going to have a Pokemon card giveaway. That's right. I know cards are hard for some of you to find right now. And what's even harder to find are cards that are out of production. So yeah, that's what we have going on. So if you want a shot at getting those, be sure to follow me on Instagram at businessrpg. I'm going to be posting details about the drawing later today. You can follow along there and there will be more details for you. But all you need to know right now is you have until the end of Sunday, April the 25th to enter the drawing. There will be normal entries and there will be bonus entries and all that will be up. But on the 26th is when the winner will be announced here on the Business RPG Podcast. Be sure that you are subscribed as well so you don't miss those episodes when they come out. Guys, thank you so much for listening. And without any further delay, let's start the interview. Nico, I think it might be helpful um, for you to share with people how you approach the card pricing process. This, I think, is a big part of it that anybody who's going to start out or who wants to turn this into a business, like the research and the pricing side of it takes so much time. Yeah. And I think it's one of the most time consuming parts. And I think a lot of people don't realize that. But you do have to have like a strategy behind like how you set those prices. So that I think would be helpful. Yeah. Um, so I mean, at least how I do it. I, n- I know like a lot of people would just go into a TCG player, um, which is where you can buy like, you know, almost any trading card. And they'll just plug in the card and they'll look at the price. But especially when it comes to vintage, it's not really accurate. Every single card, um, I research the price. I research, you know, sold list. I don't, I don't look at what's selling, what's available right now because anyone can list any card for any price. So I go to sold listings and I look at the recent sold listings and I see what's been selling and for how much. And I kind of take an aggregate of those because it, it varies, but I, I kind of take an aggregate of those and kind of come up with a fair price. So I feel like I'm not charging too much for this card, but I'm also not charging too little. So how I do it, my system I've come up with is um, everything is based on condition. So if I'm gonna sell a holographic dark Raichu, which we will have available this Friday. Um, Shameless so plug. If, uh, you know, if I'm gonna sell a holographic dark Raichu, right, from Team Rocket Set, I'm gonna look up uh, what the near mint card uh, price is going for. Um, and I, again, I take that aggregate, and I say, okay, it's 60 bucks. And let's say I have a light play Dark Raichu I'm going to sell. Um, how I do it is I go every increment down from near mint is 15% less. So I do it by near mint, near mint, light play, light play, light play, moderate play, moderate play, moderate play, heavy play, heavy play, and damage. And there's also above near mint, you have near mint, mint, and then you have mint, which is mint is flawless. Uh, perfect centering, perfect corners. We're saying like, hey, this is a strong candidate for a 10 if you want to get it graded. So I base all those prices off of that that near mint card. Um, so yeah, if it's a $60 near mint card, um, I say, and if it's light play condition, it's going to be 30% less 
So I say 30% of 60 is what? $18, you know, it's uh, $42. There's my price. So it keeps things super consistent. And I, I kind of came up with that, that that's not just like an arbitrary number and percentage. I kind of came up with that just by observing, just by like, you know, I've spent months and months and t- a lot of time researching these prices from selling on eBay. And I saw that like magically, like it's just like natural almost. That seems to be the price differential, you know, not perfectly every time, but it's pretty close. Like if you mm-hmm. look at all the near mint of one card and you look at all the light place sold of that card, it's pretty dang close to 30% difference. Um, so I just noticed that. And I noticed that the jump is like, which, you know, I don't know if there's some magic science behind that, but it, it, it just means that at that price differential is what people are willing to pay for that less conditioned card. So that's kind of how I base all the singles off of. And then any sealed product is just market, you know, market price because it's, there's no condition. So. And then on top of that, you have to kind of go into like, is this actually moving? This is the price that we set, but is it actually, does it actually work? So there is a lot of adjusting and readjusting. So he'll (laughs) let them ride for a certain amount of time and then take off x percent and yeah. drop it down or whatever because the market shifts too like one yeah. day i mean i've sold base set charizards from 700 dollars all the way down to 200 dollars because they shift that much yeah yeah so that, that's a big thing especially when sets with, with new cards with modern cards when the sets first come out again they're at their maximum and a lot of times they drop so you have to pay attention to that 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 kind of market price and and be on top of that and if you don't, your card can sit there for months if you don't pay attention to it and it won't sell. So like all of our battle style stuff, we're keeping a close eye on because that obviously is the set that just released. So a week from now or two weeks from now, those cards might not be listed as high as they were initially because there's so many more of them available. Um, so it is kind of, it's not just a set it and forget it when it comes to your pricing. It yeah. is something that you have to keep watching and keep track of and evaluate on a weekly and bi-weekly basis. How many cards at one time do you guys need to assess in order to stay consistent with the market? Is it just what you've just released or is it what hasn't sold the next amount of days? Um, it's kind of both. So it'll be like, you know, when we're going to release cards, we'll obviously assess all those cards. And right now we're doing between, well, this last week we did more, but we're usually doing between two and 300 listings so per, week. per week. And sometimes there's wow. quantities of cards. Um, so I will go over those cards cause they're new. They're coming onto the site. And then also when eventually those cards that any cards that didn't sell on the website transition to eBay, I reevaluate the price. So, uh, I'll just double check real quickly. Not every card. Cause I, just because I'm at the point now where I've done this so much mm-hmm. that, uh, a lot of the cards I know they're not going to shift. If they do, it's going to be very minute. So I can kind of leave them. Um, but certain cards, like, uh, you know, some of the more expensive cards or, you know, some of the more like niche cards, I will take a second peek at just to make sure like, okay, is this still at this price? If not, let me change it. And then on eBay, I give it two weeks. If in two weeks, a card hasn't sold, um, with the exception of some of like, again, the more niche cards that that they don't sell often because they're like super specific. I won't really mess with those too much because like, it's not a matter of price. It's a matter of just the right buyer, the right mm-hmm. time. But a lot of other cards, if, if I have a card on there, and it hasn't sold in two weeks, I'm going on there and I'm looking at market prices again and I'm changing the market price if it needs to be changed. Yeah, that is the biggest thing which really hard about Pokemon or any, any I guess any business you get into, um, especially with the trading cards, just because there's so many different ones, is just the knowledge. Like you gotta, you gotta eat, breathe, sleep Pokemon because like you gotta know 
all the cards, all the sets, and there's thousands of cards. In order to to do that part of it, you gotta have passion. You gotta love it. I gotta look at a at a Oshawott from Arceus set, which I know you guys don't know what the heck that is, but <laughs> no, sir. I gotta look I gotta look at that card, a hollow card that nobody else cares about, and I gotta say, man, this is cool. Like I haven't come across this card yet. I like this card. You gotta just really love it. Or else it's gonna suck. Like it sucks <laughs> looking at thousands of cards and researching prices. So I think that's a big component is like you just have to really love Pokemon and Pokemon cards and be like a super nerd about it because if not, it's just like anything else. It's like drudgery and work and like not fun. And if you're a significant other, (laughs) then you have to find a way to curate a passion for it Uh Um, because otherwise you're going to be sitting there like so it like I can be sitting there doing something while he's sits there looking at cards and sorting mm-hmm. um, and that can be our quality time and that, or we can find a way to do it together and that's not to mention the time <laughs> i spend on my personal collection sorting and going through my personal collection that's not for sale i spend time on that too so but we're yeah. working on it it'll be for sale eventually well, well good on you <laughs> and, and i was just going to interject that passion is something that i mean this goes back to the whole i interview successful nerds voila welcome to the show that's something that I think a lot of people have, and they, they don't always give themselves permission to showcase uh, professionally. And that's yeah. that's something that I'm trying to get more into as far as what people are maybe needing to realize if there's a nerd that needs to become successful or whatnot. But I really admire that about you guys. Everything you've put into this, I, I have it pulled up right here. It looks professional. It's amazing. There's a healthy collection, but... I reached out and you guys responded within a matter of minutes with answers to all my questions. Yeah. You're, you're yeah. clearly passionate about this and it's, it's growing and it's really, really cool. Um, oh, Hey, I see the right you. You see it? I see the right you. Hey, yeah. Well now I'm on the Instagram. So let me like that real quick. Um, oh yeah. The dark right too. The black and white photo. Yes. I got two questions. Um, one I know is one that everyone and their dog has when it comes to watching unboxing videos. What do you do with the excess? Oh, good question. Sell it to us. No. Okay. Um, hey, that is a legitimate answer. Thank you for coming on the show. Link in the description. I will have a link in the description below to your store and everything else. So Awesome. Thank you. Um, but yeah, so there's a few things. Um, if you're opening new stuff, um, you can sell your bulk to different sellers. Uh, right now, we, we are taking some modern bulk, but in limited capacity. Like we're only taking like shiny stuff, reverse hollows, hollows. But a lot of people will buy uh, all your bulk. So two cents to four cents per card, generally speaking. But if you have thousands of cards, it can add up. You know, a lot of stores offer store credit and different things, so you can sell all that stuff. A lot of people give it away. A lot of people will donate it or give it to. Like we actually have, we're going to be giving um, a lot of our bulk. Um, that we just opened up to, to my nephew, to nephew. Hey. he's six yeah. years old. He, so this is this to me is the sad side of it is these kids can't find cards anywhere. I mean, yeah. we can't find cards anywhere as grown adults who have time to go and look for cards. Yeah. Like if you're a six year old who maybe goes to Target once a week with your mom, like you're mm-hmm. never gonna find cards. 
But and he doesn't care about if he gets the rarest card or if it's worth a hundred dollars or yeah. whatever. If he gets to open it out of the pack, like he just wants some freaking cards to play with. He wants right. to be able to wrap them up. Yeah. He wants to be able to like actually play the game, which is what these cards were intended for originally. Yeah. Um, and put them to good use. So like, if you've got a lot of extra bulk like that, like donate it to some yeah. freaking kids because yeah. they want these cards and they're gonna get so much enjoyment out of them. Like if you go back and you remember. Remember, like when you first started collecting Pokemon, like you weren't sitting there putting them in binders and never touching them and like thinking about their resale value for when you were 30 years old. Like you were just like trading them with your friends. Or you can hold on to them and hope that all those prices grow. And then like maybe 10 years from now, you'll have 10 boxes of cards that are worth something. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, I, that's it. Donate them sell or em. sell them. Um, <laughs> If you sell or if you have vintage bulk, we take vintage bulk. We get people all the time. Like you have a shoebox from when you were a kid of just, you know, nothing rare, nothing crazy, mm-hmm. but just a bunch of old cards. Sell them. We take them. Other people will buy them. If you don't like us, you don't want to sell us. <laughs> Other people will take them. Um, but yeah, so that, that's what I would recommend. So this last question is what I ask all of my guests at the end of the show. Um, what are some goals that you guys have achieved as uh pokey trade emporium and what are some goals that you guys have for about the next year uh making it an actual you know business like getting an llc and, and making a website that was a big goal that um at one time seemed a little daunting for me at least um that we've achieved we've reached sales now that are like you know pretty consistent where we want to be at to where i can be able to do this full time and you know still support our family and our day-to-day needs um, and I, I would say the next goal from my end is honestly to keep growing and to um, actually lock down. So we haven't locked down a distributor yet. We're, we're working with one right now um, and I'm hoping to, to um, be able to get in with, um, but we haven't locked that down. And that's a, like I was saying before, that's a huge part. So we really need to get that locked down. That's going to be um, number one goal in the immediate and long-term, honestly, my, my dream is um i would love actually you might be hearing this for the first time um i would love I would, brick and mortar i would love brick yeah and mortar. he wants to I would, <laughs> like i don't care if I, I don't care if like we lose money on it <laughs> i want a store i want to host like i want to have the pokey trade emporium be an actual store um i want to have pokemon events i want to have friday Night magic i want to be a local game store i want to see kids come in and open packs i want to see grown men coming open packs i want you know i want to you know be in that environment and be surrounded by people who share the same passion as me and have fun with it um so long term i'd say that's my goal is is to have a store and have like a really cool and unique store local game store that i have never seen and never been to and i've been to plenty of them like i'm sure you have um that's that's my long-term um, dream and goal I think for me, I, mine is a less passionate, less exciting answer. Bring it on. I come at it from a marketing side and from a like, okay, so like, what are the numbers? Are we hitting X amount each month? And are we whatever? So for me, getting the website was a really big deal. Like getting like printing our first, 
you know, like when we made that little card that came with your order, like a branded a little marketing material, like that was the, I was like, oh my gosh, look, we have like a logo, we have a little, like we have marketing materials like that we can send. Um, so for me, I think it's a little bit more like brand awareness based. So like getting 500 followers on Instagram was like huge for me. I was so excited and I like obsessively was watching. And, like, <laughs> so now like I want to hit a thousand is my next one. And then obviously up and up from there. Um, but I also want to see, and this is kind of a post COVID dream, but us actually being able to get involved more like in the community as a brand. So yeah. like being able to go to the local like Zen K-Con is what they call it here in Pennsylvania, kind of like a little Comic-Con. So being able to go and like go as an actual business and mm. like interact with people from this community have and a really, booth. yeah, have yeah. a booth, establish ourselves and really start to do some of this stuff in person um, and not just over the internet, but interact with actual people in the industry, which is something that, you know, we're not really doing right now, except for yeah. remotely. Well, yeah, to some degree. I mean, like, I, I have customers that I'm like chummy with and like, she makes fun of me for it. I'll be like, like, your boyfriend's <laughs> messaging. <laughs> Can you respond to her, please? It's like, and it's crazy because we do, we become so like obsessed with it. Like we're always like two o'clock in the morning, I'll wake up and I'm like, I roll over and I grab my phone and I'm like, we got a hundred dollar order. Or did somebody message us on Instagram? And I'll be like, Nico, Nico, somebody what? just ordered through the website. Like, and we'll be like, oh, who is it? Oh, it's Kevin. Like he ordered from us again or whatever. So we are, we're on there all the time and we're interacting yeah. with people as quickly as possible because I mean, it's, it's like our social interaction at this point, yeah. which is so pathetic, but it is. And we just enjoy, I mean, we're really enjoying it and having yeah. a lot of fun with it. Where can people get a hold of you if they want to follow along or buy cards or, or sell? So definitely Instagram for sure. Um, so we're at the Pokey Trade Emporium. Um, we're trying to be really regular about updating our Instagram. Anything that's new that's coming up, like that's, that's where we're pushing that information out. Um, so anything that's happening on the website, anything that's happening with the business personally, just as we grow or the fun kind of behind the scenes stuff. That's just like, this is the, like what it's like as an actual seller, here's the packing process or here's the sorting process or that kind of like in action type content is what you're going to sort of see on there. And you'll get to see our giveaway related stuff. So every month we yeah. do a monthly giveaway last month or this month it was a vivid voltage etb so for april we're gonna do a battle styles etb giveaway so that's where you'll kind of get to enter into those kinds of things see that sort of information um and then obviously on our website too so you can subscribe to our email list um or you can buy something from us on our website or on ebay and we'll get your email and we'll subscribe <laughs> to you anyways you can unsubscribe if you want to we won't be offended um yeah, we do uh we do send out an email email blast uh when we release cards so the weekly product drops yeah so that's really the kind of stuff that you're gonna see so if there are specific cards that you're looking for or when we do have those more rare things that kind of pop up that aren't there all the time you're going to be the first people to know about it and you have the first kind of access to that sort of stuff. So shameless plug, Instagram, follow us on Instagram. If you want to follow our pathetic Facebook page, feel free to do so. Um, our, our poor Facebook page. Our, it's like the like stepchild that's in the closet. Uh -huh. <laughs> it's like 
little Harry Potter closet under the I, stairs. I have to like, remind her, like, hey, did you post on Facebook? <laughs> I don't, and I don't post as regularly on there because there's nobody following us. Right, so you can't, if you want to be charitable, if you would like, this is like your give it back moment um, for 2021, then you can like our Facebook page. But yes, Instagram and the website are the main places. <laughs> and I will say the last thing, like uh, for anybody who is kind of looking to get into Pokemon, um, if you're kind of new or whatever, um, or if you're, if you're, you've been into it for a while, um, buying raw cards is like a little scary because you don't know exactly what condition it's going to come in. The condition we list is the condition you're going to get uh, to the T. And if it has any sort of flaws, like we say that in our, you know, in the description. So you can kind of like any card you get, you can get with confidence and know it's going to come in exactly what you saw and what you ordered. So people have any questions do you mind if they reach out and pick your guys's brains just like i did we'd love we'd love to hear from anyone yeah yeah if you have cards you're looking to sell if you just like honestly are like hey i just have a couple of things can you like i just want to know like what they're worth or where yeah. i should start like that kind of stuff um i know a lot of people are kind of like closed closed book about we don't want to give away our secrets or we don't want to you know like let you know like how we're doing it or different kind of stuff like that. Um, I, I don't think that is how we have been. I don't think that's ever how we're going to get. I think part of this is that we, we genuinely love this industry and we love the community we, and we really like the people. And like, that's the benefit of being a super nerd is like, you want to nerd out with other uh -huh. nerdy people. Yep. So like, he loves when he gets those questions and he'll be like really straight up with you. Like, bro, that's a horrible deal. Like, don't take that <laughs> offer. Or like, I'm only going to offer you this much, but like, yes, they are worth technically this much. So here are your options, even if you don't sell them to us or yeah. different stuff like that. So we always try to be transparent with people and we enjoy having those conversations with everybody. It's not like you have to sell it to us or right. you're going to die or something. <laughs> so we're, we're always available. Yep. That's it for this one. Nico and Lydia, thank you so, so much for coming on. I learned a lot, and I have enjoyed getting to know you more. That's just how we roll in the business RPG. If you want to get to know me or have any questions that you want me to help you with in your nerdy business or project or anything you'd like me to ask my guests, be sure to send me a DM on Instagram at businessrpg. Also, follow along on Instagram for more details about that drawing. You do not want to miss this. The next episode will be going live on Monday morning bright and early, but until then, I hope you enjoy.